1: Thank you for listening to the late-breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the late-breaking Formula 1 podcast. Tonight we're going to be reviewing our pre-season predictions. We got plenty wrong. We got a few right here and there, but many more wrong than right. Um, I have got Harry and Samuel Sage with me. I'm Ben Hocking. Guys... Are you looking forward to us ripping ourselves?
0: I, I'm really looking forward to this review tonight. I'm thoroughly excited for this review. I'm not sure Harry is. I really am.
1: I'm not excited. Yeah, if you hadn't guessed already, Harry has lost everything as usual. Um, so we'll be getting <laughs> into our Drivers' Championship predictions and our Constructors' Championship predictions later on. But the headline, we're going to start with Teammate Wars. Uh, at the beginning of the season, we look at the ten teams. We choose which of the teammates are going to come out on top, and then we rate each, other, rate ourselves out of ten at the end of the year. Um, so, without any further ado, let's get going with it. Mercedes, of course, all three of us decided not to be idiots on this one, and we went for Lewis Hamilton. All, all three of us, clean sweep. Um, I mean, there was there was never really any doubt about that one, was there?
0: That's that's amazing that all three of us actually gave a serious proper understandable answer to a question
1: yeah i feel like we we don't get too many all spots although to be fair this year we have had a few where we've all picked the same and we've all been right so maybe we are getting better at this
2: slowly but surely
1: yeah um i mean slight 2020 uh preview here are either of you gonna pick bottas in 2020 no 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 Wow, if it's too bold for you, Harry, then, I mean, forget it. <laughs> my bold days are over,
0: Um <laughs> I'm, I've I'm already lost enough of my hair. I'm, I'm bald enough on my head rather than be bald in my predictions.
1: You don't usually follow that motto, Sam. Usually your predictions are completely bold. It's the um... only
0: thing that makes me stand out in this trio, Okay. <laughs>
1: Maybe. And speaking of bold predictions, because I don't think we need to dwell too much on Mercedes. That was a done deal very early on. Okay. All three of us picked Hamilton. Ferrari, though, we had a complete split. Myself and Harry picking the the veteran Sebastian Vettel, thinking that he would beat the young upstart in Charles Leclerc. Uh, and Sam, a bit of a bit of a bold decision from you to go for Charles Leclerc, but ultimately paid dividends. Charles Leclerc, he came on so well in that second half of the season, didn't he, Sam?
0: It was it was just in my bones. I knew it from Bahrain, where he almost won. It just felt like a natural pick. Um, as uh, Tim McMardick would say, I, I've taken the ascendancy here in this in this round of the quiz. Charlotte Cleo was always the obvious choice. I'm a big lover of Seb Yvette, but what a man Charlotte Cleo's turned out to be. What well, a boy to man scenario. He's taken me on that journey of success with him this year. So uh, I tip my hats to you, Chocolate Eclair.
2: What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man,
1: good man. You you well, had the opportunity know. to say what a monaco man then. And you didn't take
0: <laughs> it. I'm so Sorry. gutted. Sorry. Anyway.
1: I thought Sam Sam, I thought you said Charlotte Leclerc for the title.
0: I did. We're gonna ignore that bit. Forget well, that bit.
1: I mean we're not, because we're gonna come on to that later, but we'll ignore it for now at least, Sam. God um, damn it. yes unfortunately in this predictions review we are going to review our predictions um harry this this might be the most you thing ever um and i can't say too much because obviously i went for Vettel as well and he lost but he did have the advantage in the first half of the season and i remember just after sort of the first half we went we went a mid mid midterm review kind of thing and we said what was our best prediction? What was our worst prediction? And you said your best prediction was that Vettel would beat Leclerc, and ultimately that completely backfired. Harry, you managed to be wrong on a prediction you said was right. How? How?
2: Fourteen points, lads. Like, give me, give me a break. If that's, hey, I mean, I went with you. That's bring down Russia. That would have been less than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quick maths.
2: Oh, I don't know where you are gonna finish. You might have got, yeah, you might have won. Um, yeah, it, look, this is a recurring theme tonight. I suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Predictions aren't your strong point. You are fantastic at Formula One generally, but predicting the future maybe not your your thing.
2: No, don't ask for any lottery numbers from me because they'll all
1: be wrong, and you'll
2: win fifty p.
0: That's, well, I mean, that's, that's more than, than, than I've nothing. won. Yeah, <laughs> it's more than I've ever won on the lottery.
1: I mean, look, looking ahead to to 2020, of course Leclerc and Vettel will be partners once more. Do you think there's any chance that Vettel bounces back, Harry?
2: I I don't. I think there's every chance. And like I said, it was I was wrong. Yes, but it was pretty close by the end of the year. And I know they both had the um, share of bad luck. Um, but yeah, I, and Leclerc certainly beat him in quality. But I still think it was fairly evenly matched, particularly in the race. Um, Vettel still uses his experience. On occasions to, to win over his young upstart of a teammate. Um, yeah, so I think that's just going to be just as close. It could go either way again. I think that's going to be another close year. I don't think either one of them is going to walk away with it, but that's probably wrong. So
1: Yeah, the margins were fairly minimal. And um, in terms of their DNFs, they didn't have too many each, but um, I think Vettel's were generally reliability uh, related, whereas Leclerc did make a couple of errors. So it was close between the two of them. I'm very interested to see how that works in 2020 and see if Leclerc can build on that momentum. Uh, Red Bull. Now this one's slightly weird along with Toro Rosso because of course they switched halfway through the season, but we're going to, for the sake of teammate wars, just take the first set of partners. So we, we made our predictions based on Verstappen versus Gasly and Albon versus Kvyat. Um And of course, I mean, it doesn't really matter if Verstappen beat them both. Um, and none of us were idiots on this one. Much like Mercedes, it was a clean sweep. We all said Verstappen would win. Um, uh, Sam, do you think that Albon's going to stand any chance against Verstappen next year? Because, I mean, he wiped the floor clean with both of them, really.
0: Well, Albon did well the first half of the second half of the season. So the the third quarter of the (laughs) calendar. Um, Immediately after the summer break, until we got to around Russia, uh, Alba was doing really well especially up to Japan Max will qualifying I keep bringing that up that's still a real success for Verstappen who is very good on a Saturday if Alba can recover that earlier form I do think he could be a really strong wingman I don't think he'll beat Max Max is within the form of his life and that could go on for years and years but I do think Alba has a chance of challenging him I think he's probably the closest teammate Max is going to have um, as to what Daniel Ricciardo was to Max Verstappen so I'm hoping the challenge is there but we'll have to see it's all uh, up in the air at the moment
1: Harry, at what point were you confident that Verstappen was going to beat Gasly? Was it within the first five laps of the Australian Grand Prix?
0: Yes, I
2: think within the last two. No, I had no doubt about that, to be honest. Um, There aren't many drivers on the grid who I think could come into a team, or come come into Red Bull at least, and beat Verstappen. Um, I mean, Hamilton, Leclerc. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Ricardo maybe, but and he's because he's been there before. But yeah, there aren't many drivers who could do it. So not that um, obviously, Gazi didn't have the best year, but it's not necessarily a bad thing to the driver who's coming in. It's just Verstappen's happens bloody good, and it's hard to beat him.
1: Yeah, um, and of course Red Bull exceeding expectations by not being a midfield team, right? So um, uh, yeah, <laughs> well done well too. More on more on that one later. Um, yeah, one. Speaking of incredible predictions that didn't come true, we move on to Renault um, where Daniel Ricciardo faced Nico Hulkenberg. We all went for Daniel Ricciardo um, and he did win. Not by all that much, but... then you were finally right about Hulkenberg. Yeah, and, I, and I've got something to say about this one because <laughs> I feel very passionately about this one. 2017, I predicted that and Palmer, my boy, Joel P, that he would beat... <laughs> Nico Hulkenberg, and he let me down. He let me down like a sack of potatoes.
0: Oh, hard.
1: (laughs) And then I thought, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Nico Hulkenberg will meet his match in 2018. Carlos Sainz will be the man to take him down. And Nico Hulkenberg beat him fairly comfortably. So learning from my mistakes, I decided this year that I'm going to predict Nico Hulkenberg will lose again. And finally, someone has stepped up and done it. Hulkenberg, well done. Yeah, lost. I was right. It took a while, but I bloody well got there.
2: And now he's got no drive, so You'll never be wrong again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, dear. I actually uh, quite like Nick Hulkenberg. I yeah. just say we are a
0: fan of him on the channel. This is getting a little boring, us all agreeing, and all being relatively right for this uh, first period of driver predictions.
1: Yeah, I think our predictions are actually more aligned this year compared to previous years. But we do have some differences coming up. Um, now, of course, Ricardo gets a different teammate next year in Esteban Ocon. How, how is he going to fare there? Do you, do you think Ocon will present more of a challenge than Holcomb did, Harry? Uh,
2: I don't know, actually. It's going to be, it's, I think, it's going to be about the same. Uh, it's hard to tell because Ocon's had a year out of the car. But he is a, a pacey driver, as we all know. Um, so is Ricardo, obviously, and he, and he's seen off Hulkenberg after just one year. So, um, I think Regalo is going to have a challenge, but Ocon is also going to have a challenge. It's going to be another interesting year for Renault, I think. Um, but a nice little lineup they've got going forward now. Not that they didn't have a good lineup, but a, another good lineup for 2020. And
1: all. yeah, yeah, bit of a tasty rivalry for next year. Um. McLaren who I think we'd all agree were the surprises of the season finishing fourth place and doing so quite comfortably uh Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz I think all three of us kind of looked at this at the beginning of the season and thought this was one of the more exciting uh teammate matchups on the grid um and we were split on this one um both of you went for Lando Norris I just went for Carlos Sainz with a lot of debate uh and fortunately I came out the, r- the right side of that one um I mean, Lando Norris, though he had a, he had a good rookie season. I think we can all agree with that. Sam, what, what's that? Sorry, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, he he had a good rookie season, and Carlos Sainz was was unbelievable. Um, do you think Lando Norris stacks up a little bit better, uh, or a little bit closer? I think is a better word, Sam. Next
0: year, I think even due to his bad luck. I give all credit to Lando had a fantastic drive, but I think Carlos was still so on top of his game that I don't think Lando would have beaten him, even with consistent success for Lando. Um, but as a rookie drive to come into a new team, to gel so well, to get so in tune with the car, to become almost such an icon of F1 already in the space of 21 races, um, the only thing I'm so disappointed about is this is my only incorrect answer for the entire predictions. Damn you, Lando! I shall be drinking almond milk tonight because of Ooh, you.
1: Oh. I mean, he, he's not gonna like that.
0: Good. I hope. I hope he gets a big L on his predictions for LB.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're one and only blemish on the record, Sam. Um, and uh, I mean, you you agreed with Harry on that, so I think the that's why. That's
0: what, the yeah. The, the prediction year is don't agree with Harry.
2: That should be a, a rule for life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'll I'll take my victory there, um, because I don't have too many more coming up. Um, <laughs> Alpha Romeo. Up? Sorry, what was that, Harry? Have I got
2: any victories coming up?
1: Yeah, you've got a, a few. One. <laughs> um, Kimi Raikkonen, Alpha Romeo, fairly comfortable win. He had some. He had, what was it, three or four points finishes early on in the season where Antonio Giovinazzi couldn't really match him. And Raikkonen, yeah, it was, it was fairly comfortable from there. We all said Kimi Raikkonen. It was never really in doubt that one, was it?
0: I mean, that's cooler than being cool. The Iceman Man going to chill anyone out of any car. Seeing Giovinazzi in his first two races decided to face the wrong way. So it's not like Kimi had a lot of competition to begin with. It was a pretty obvious choice.
1: But I think Antonio Giovinazzi, he definitely kicked on well in the second half of the season. I- I'm intrigued to see how he does in 2020, because I think, I mean, early prediction, I, I think that it's going to be really close between the two of them next year.
0: I really enjoyed seeing um, the list of drivers that led races. Yes, um, was, yeah. like, Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc, Verstappen, Vettel, Giovinazzi. like The gap from like 100 and something laps, four. And I was like yeah geo
1: you the man you you go Gio. yeah
0: you go girlfriend love it
1: yeah he he fully deserved that fair play to him um now i've got a problem with the next one because i think i've got a massive problem with this one it feels it feels so wrong but we have to go with points in the battle between George Russell and Robert Kubica, the winner is Robert Kubica by <laughs> one point to zero, despite being outqualified 21-0. <laughs> Meaning both me and Harry get this wrong. But Sam, you and your expert opinion, you yeah. knew that Kubica, even though he'd get dominated, would pick up one random point in Germany, didn't you?
0: 200 IQ scrap <laughs> 200 IQ. I actually didn't realise I put Kubitsa to win. What a moronic choice. He was me, right. Made me eat pasta out of my shoe. What a... <laughs> this is how you repay me, Kibitza. Uh, funny enough, that was the decision that made me win this round. So in a weird way, it's come back to benefit me. But...
2: So you said Kibitza and then also said they'd never score a point. <laughs>
0: My prediction is, everyone listening should know this now. I'm not consistent. I rarely remember what I said the day before.
2: It's wayward, that is.
0: Anyway, yeah. I'm right. You're wrong. And I beat you all single-handedly. Oh, come on.
2: That's a very <sighs> hollow
1: win, Sam. <laughs> hollow.
0: Still yeah. a victory, my friends. Is it's,
1: it... still, it's still a point somehow. Um, so, I mean, yeah. You, you...
0: Not for Russell, who definitely deserves one.
1: Yeah, you, you can take your W there, Sam. Um and you can on the next one as well, because you were the only one who got the Haas team right as well. I thought, ah, Roman Grosjean, the wee, the wee French baguette. He is gonna make Five. a what
0: was <laughs> Scotty- <is> Scottish.
1: <laughs> He's a Scot French, alright. And I I don't know why. I'm disappointed in Roman Grosjean. I thought he'd come back this year. I thought he'd you know, really take it to Kevin Magnuson and uh, I mean the Haskar was dreadful, but he he didn't, he he really didn't. Box-
0: It'll next year, you don't beat the box office. He delivers every single time. Come on, you voted for a soggy baguette to be a box office thriller on a Saturday night live, and you were wrong.
1: Now, I mean, this is as kind of a repeat of the Nico Hulkenberg thing, but the the opposite way round. In that I've predicted Roman Grosjean to win two in the last two seasons, and he's lost both times. So, am I going to learn my lesson and pick Kevin Magnussen in 2020? Stay tuned to find out. Probably
0: not. I've got one um, thing to say about your predictions. Embarrassing. My balls, hung <laughs> it.
1: That was inevitable. It was going to turn up at some point. Honestly.
0: Uh, what are we doing here? We-
2: this now
1: okay two two more to go um racing point sergio perez against lance stroll intelligently all of us backed perez rather than stroll and even though stroll did have uh their best finish of the year uh that p4 that he got in germany that was pretty much it and perez was consistently picking up points particularly towards the end of the season he had a really good really good second half of the year um I mean, yeah, this was this was another clean sweep for us. We're we're not too bad at this, you know.
2: We're great at this.
1: I mean, predicting <laughs> Perez to beat someone who could pass has never driven a Formula One car before. Great predictions from us.
2: You're talking about Goat Stroll? I,
1: I'm kidding I'm kidding, Goat Stroll. We love you. We love bah, you, Goat Stroll. Bah. So I mean what does Stroll can Stroll Actually, do anything about this in 2020? Will Will he beat Perez,
0: or will he even get close to Perez? Harry, but, what do you think?
2: I mean, Sam was going to say
0: something. Yeah, of I was just going to say, first step, get out of key one. Yeah, yeah it's a,
2: good,
1: it's good, start. a good
2: start. Yeah. Um, I don't. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Lance. If we're honest, and a lot of confidence in him since he joined F1. He's not been fact. He had the he had the podium and the and the uh, place in Monza. Apart from that um yeah i don't know he's just
1: <laughs> he's just not very good is he do you know what stroll would be perfect in 1950s formula one because yeah. what you could do is you could get stroll to start the race do the first lap come into the pits at the end of the first lap and then switch your drivers around which you could do in the 1950s and then get the other person to drive the rest of the race because stroll's first laps are consistently incredible yeah, true. and the rest leave a little bit to be desired so uh, that would be my strategy but unfortunately that does involve a change in the rules so I don't think the teams are going to go for all that the final one, Toro Rosso um, again a little bit like Red Bull bit of an interesting one in that it was Kvyat versus Albon for the first half and then Kvyat versus Gasly for the second half we did all pick Danny Kvyat to win which he did um, mainly thanks to that podium that he got in Germany but yeah Danny Kvyat beat Alexander Albon I mean we'll get to this in a little bit but embarrassingly we, we all put Albon to be in the bottom three of the championship um, Albon so much I don't know but Kvyat did beat him so we all got that right
0: I rate Kvyat this year I think he's done a really stellar job of coming back in and showing off a bit I think he had a really strong season wasn't the best season in the world I think he was besting a bit by Gasly in the second half but I think mean, Kvyat's come back nicely. I see him as a really accredited driver now for the midfield. And I think the Toro finished a lot higher up than we all expected, partially because of Kvyat's consistency in the points. See, I think it was
1: a really confusing season for Kvyat because he did do a reasonably good job against Albon. In fact, I'd say he did a pretty good job. Um, but Red Bull decided to go for an upgrade in replacing Gasly with Albon. And against Gasly, Kvyat did worse. Like, you, you would have expected it to have been the other way around, surely.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, there will not be a reflection on Gasly, though. He's He opened up again. Like He just lit up back in that tour also. Uh, he had a much better second half than he did first half, which might explain it a bit. But, um, yeah, that is an odd one, to be honest.
1: So, I mean, scores on the doors. We've reviewed all 10. Uh, the good news is we are all over 50%. We got all got more than half right. Um Harry, unfortunately, it is only by, by one point, but you you did come last with six. <sighs> um I I picked you mainly thanks to Carlos Sainz with seven, but with only Lando Norris as the blemish on his record, nine out of ten, Samuel Sage, you take the crown for teammate wars. Goat sage. <laughs> Get that on a t shirt, people. I'm expecting to see it in a week.
0: Hashtag you- goat sage. I mean me and Stroll. We're we running this.
1: I mean, I, I have decided to appeal the Kubitsa result, um, and the, it's with the stewards at the moment. But
0: Stewards say, no. <laughs> stewards say racing incident. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, Con- I'm your winner. Thank you. We'll move on because Congra- I'm about to be embarrassed.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, congratulations. Back down to earth. Driver's Championship predictions. Um, first of all, I'm going to run through, because we did the top six. So, I'm going to run through the top six of each of us. Then we can laugh. So, we'll start with Sam. Sam, your top six in order. You said Leclerc was going to be the world champion. Clever boy. You said Hamilton was going to be second. Vettel was going to be third. Verstappen fourth. Oh. Riken fifth. <laughs> 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 yes, Kimmy! And Daniel Ricciardo in sixth.
0: Hold oh, on. Where's Vettel? <laughs> you put you third. Oh, yeah. Where's Bottas?
1: Yeah, that's the better <laughs> question. Um, Harry... You went for a Vettel to win his fifth World Cup championship. <laughs> um, Hamilton in second again. Leclerc in third. Verstappen in fourth. Bottas in fifth. And Daniel Ricciardo in sixth. Right, actually, mine is less ridiculous than yours, Sam.
0: True. That is very true. I didn't get a single position right, I don't think.
1: Um, I will confirm you didn't get any. Um <laughs> My prediction, I got the world champion right. I said Lewis Hamilton would win the world championship, which he did. Um, I said Verstappen would finish second, Vettel would finish third, Bottas fourth, Leclerc fifth, and Gasly sixth. So. You've got one right. Yeah.
0: So but if the, you add all the points up, how, how many did Harry get?
1: It depends how we do it. If we do it by correct positions, then I. I think i won one nil nil. yeah
0: so overall the points go to 9-8-6 all right all right
1: yeah it, well, I, well i don't know about that <laughs>
0: he's, he's desperately trying to claw a victory
1: i'm trying to find something here i'm really trying to find something um i let, let's start with, with your sams so obviously you weren't you didn't get the Leclerc to be world champion bit right, but you did get him beating Vettel right. So that is something at least. Um, do you think with the car, Leclerc would have been able to challenge?
0: I had real high hopes that Ferrari were going to be straight out the blocks the car to be. I thought this was going to be the year they'd finally focused all their attempts. Leclerc, I got, I did get the Leclerc thing right. I really thought he was going to turn up to the team. All guns blazing and really go out there. We saw in Australia, Team August kept him behind Vettel. Bahrain, he could have won the race if it wasn't for... Um, reliability issues. I genuinely think that if Ferrari has had that mid-season performance at the start of this race, we really could kind have of had a fight on right to the end. I think they got all the correct teammates beating their teammates. Um, but yeah, unfortunately Leclerc, not the champion. I think it would have been such a great battle between Hamilton and Leclerc if it would have happened. Although Bottas probably should have been slightly higher up the table. Maybe I'll give him a bit more grace next season when we do the predictions.
1: Yeah, I think you put him outside your top six because you believed he was going to be replaced by Ocon midway through the season. Oh, so, yeah, even do. though that is also wrong, at least there was a reason for you doing it.
0: Uh, okay, I have some evidence there. Well done. Yeah.
1: Um, Harry, I a mean, similar question, because obviously you had Sebastian Vettel to win the championship. Do you think this was just a case of Ferrari not quite being there?
2: Uh, well, it's clear Ferrari weren't there. I don't think Vettel, was, he was definitely not there for the entire year, was he? Um mm. But I mean, weirdly, we came out of testing and everyone was tipping Ferrari to be favourites by a country mile, and then we got to Australia and Mercedes, or particularly Bottas, just walked off into the distance. And then we had Bahrain, where it looked like they closed the gap. But story of Ferrari's year where they've just not executed when they've had the faster car. So Bahrain, a prime example. Baku, um, Canada, kind of technically, if you want to go with that. Um, just yeah, that those sort of occasions. So. It's a bit of both, but I think even if they did have the um, cart underneath them for the entire year, I still don't think they would have won, looking back.
1: Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah I think we've just got to look at pre-season testing now and just ignore Mercedes, just pretend they're not there. They're still going to be at the top. It doesn't matter if they I mean, come the first.
2: might as well not be there in terms of times, because they, they're never there, are they? Always no, like but languishing somewhere and then they come and win everything
1: every time. but they do the the distance of the world seven times over in terms of mileage um yeah I, it was just hamilton for me at the beginning of the season i i wasn't sure about mercedes and where they would be i actually thought mercedes weren't going to be as good as what they were hence why i didn't have bottas second and i had him fourth um But even with a slightly inferior car, I thought Hamilton would get the job done. And as it turns out, that performance in the first half of the year was just too much. And the gap was too much for the rest of them to catch up, even when that Ferrari got much better. Um, Finally, looking at the Constructors' Championship, um, here we go. I'll start with you, Harry. So you went for Ferrari to win the Constructors' Championship. You said Mercedes would be second. Smashed it. I've got to say it. You went for Renault to be third. Boom, there it is. <laughs> you said best of the rest would be Alfa Romeo and, um, and that they would also be the most improved team. What and you happened, said Williams would be I, us.
0: A Red Bull in my world. What happened? To... <laughs> I don't think I was too far off what you said either, Harry. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> I think well, you just I forgot they, they existed.
2: Face of the of the planet. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, Sam, you went for Ferrari to win as well. Uh, but then Mercedes second and Red Bull third. Oh, at least mine's semi-realistic. Yeah, I mean, Red Bull worth it, so you got that one right. Uh, best of the rest, you said Renault, uh, which I don't think was a bad shout. Uh, Alfa Romeo is the most improved team, and Williams last. Oh,
0: okay, i got, I got a couple, right? I'm alright with that.
1: And I said Mercedes would win, followed by Ferrari and then Red Bull.
0: Oh, you nailed it, you turd.
1: I also, but it, that's where, it, yeah, I, I said Renault would be best of the rest as well, though, so that wasn't correct, and I don't think there's really a measure for most improved, but we all said Alfa Romeo. Uh, one thing we were definitely all right about was Williams would be last. We all said that, and we were absolutely dead on. They couldn't well, have been more last if they tried. Well, they yeah, could have had one
0: yeah. less point. But. It's a real shame, actually, how far Williams were, you know, how far back they were this season. It's always so sad to see a team struggle to that extent. Um, hopefully, they have something to cheer about next season.
1: See, that's the thing. We've had years in Formula One where even the last decade where you had HRT and Virgin and all that rubbish and then you had Caterham and Mauritius and you kind of always had two or three teams at the back of the grid so it didn't feel too much of an impact and we also did have a few more teams on the grid then. Now it's a case of they're really the only team that's completely off the pace and Ahas did struggle a lot but they were still... In Q3
0: quite a lot, Williams were the only team that were very distant this year. Yeah, that's really sad. I hope that they get a little bit of success next year. Just maybe, you know, one Q3 appearance and two points finishes or something would be better, you know, a, a step up.
2: For them, I think it kind of helps that next year we have no rule changes. Even that announced yesterday the ties are going to be the same, aren't they, next year? So I think that'll help them. Um it can't be any worse than this, year, can it?
0: Well, they could score no points.
1: True, true. It could just about be worse. Yep, yeah, that's all right. I retract my statement. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, so those are our predictions. I I like to think we didn't do that badly. There there were a few I howlers did. in there, but well, I I did very badly. There were there were some right ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> you had some right Yes, you, you said Verstappen would beat Gasly, that was right. Yay. And Hamilton. Yay. Yay. Okay. okay, so I think we will end it there. Um in terms of podcasts for the rest of the year, I think we can have one more um before yeah, the if year. Out. If <laughs> if you're very fortunate as a Christmas treat. please please listen. We we really need you to listen, please. Please, please <laughs> listen. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we will be back again in January, of course. But I think we will have one more before the year is out. Um
0: until then, Sam, do you want to get us out of here? Well, folks, if you made your own predictions or you just think our predictions are downright ridiculous, I want to hear what yours are and what you think of ours, please. What was your most ridiculous prediction of the twenty nineteen season? I and mean, do you think that anything world's gonna happen in the twenty twenty season? Maybe the most ridiculous one uh will get featured in our predictions video, which comes up in the new year. Uh but in the meantime, I've been Samuel Sage.
1: I've been Ben Hawking. I've been Harry Eats. And remember, keep breaking late.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Step into the world
2: of
0: power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.